This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. How can you go forward? <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You always come to healing school and we're never disappointed. Thank you, Lord. Father, we just praise you. We thank you. We worship you. And I thank you in this presence. The glorious praise and worship that you inhabit the praises of your people. And you're here today and you inhabit. Father, I even thank you for the tangible presence that is experienced here today. How grateful we are to you that you lead us and you guide us, Holy Spirit, to all the truth, and that you are here to do the works. We point to Jesus in all we do, and Jesus, we thank you. You always come to healing school. Glory to God. Father, I just thank you. As we lay hands on the sick today, they recover. I thank you that your word is true. I thank you for your grace, for your mercy, for your kindness towards us. Father, whether we're faithful or not, your tender mercies are over us. And we just receive it and we thank you and we praise you. Holy Spirit, we invite you to have your way here today. We're so grateful for everything that you do. And we receive your mercy. We receive your grace. We receive your healing. We receive the manifestation of the things that you said in your word belong to us. And as our beloved pastor comes to minister the word, I thank you for rivers of living water that flow out of them. I thank you for grace and mercy. I thank you that he, that you just part that curtain and he sees in the spirit realm and delivers that which you have for us today. And we will not go the same way that we came. Father, I thank you for freedom and I thank you for the mercy. I thank you for the words that he speaks are the words straight from the throne room. Oh, Lord, thank you. We just give you the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm so used to having it, I thought I had it. <laughs> I think uh, it's permanently attached or something. I don't know what. Sorry, Dave, I didn't make it back there. Uh, he's going, you're not attached. I mean, we can... Wow. I'm also not used to holding this, but anyway, we'll, we'll make it. Um, how many are, are thankful for Joanne Rook? And... Uh, just appreciate her staying the faith so much. And uh, even more as days have gone by, I appreciate her <laughs> so much in dealing with uh, some things my own parents and stuff, just uh, the stand that it takes. And uh, thankful that uh, Betty is doing awesomely well, awesomely well. And uh, that's, that's fabulous. And uh, just believe that... Um, Great things are in store for Joe, and we're just going to move forward. Amen? Amen. Uh, does anybody else have a, a testimony they want to share real quick? Something on your heart, just real quick. Who is that that had something they want to share? Huh? Is that you? No, you got to come up here with me. You're supposed to say this, whatever it is, so make it good. Well, it's not mine, but it, yeah. it's something. Um, okay, uh, I know Robert is familiar with this because I've been sharing this with uh, the group, and I hope you don't. Hope you don't mind. We okay. Me sharing this with 
everyone else. Uh, we have been praying for one of my cleaning customers uh, for healing. And uh, I got a text. I was going to wait and share it with the group this evening. But I got a text from her. Well, I cleaned her uh, about two weeks ago. And uh, she's still been going back to the doctor this week. Uh, the, the foot, she has rheumatoid arthritis to the point that she's just, you know, she can work, but her foot, her feet rather, especially the, the left one, I believe. No, it's the right one, where she was just walking bone on bone, okay? And they wanted to do surgery. So uh, I prayed for her and uh, the, the group. You know, it prayed for her, her church. Did prayed you pray for in the name of Jesus? Yes, I did. <laughs> um, so when I went to do her two weeks ago, uh, her foot was getting better, and they had a, a boot on, so she still been going, went back to the doctor this week. I got a text. Uh, her foot has healed so much that the surgery that the doctor wanted to do has been canceled. She is to continue to wear the boot though for two more weeks and then to go back for that. So uh, I just said, yay, God, and we're just going to continue, continue not to just pray because when you pray, you ask him for something that he already said we have. So we're just going to stand on his word that she is already healed, that that foot has already been healed, the boot is going to go, and that is what we're going to continue to stand on. <laughs> Here. Awesome. A quick thing about what you just said about prayer. A type of prayer is also worship. And so it doesn't always have to be asking him for something. So we will keep praying, but it's going to be more of a worship. Thank you for what you've done and everything. So during um, just a couple days ago, so y'all know what all the wonderful stuff that was going on during the process, we got a visit um, from a nurse, brand new one that came in, and um, um, during that time, we talked about some things, and she noticed a Kenneth Copeland tape that I had sitting, and she kind of opened the door for some stuff, and we were talking, but uh, my sister and I spent about an hour ministering to her during all of that other stuff and God set her free. He was just, I got a wonderful text from her back. And, um, uh, and so even in the midst of it, look for seeds to sow because I'm telling you, it, it just befundles the enemy. <laughs> yeah. It does. It does. Well, all right. I don't know if you guys know about Sean McCain or not. McGann or whatever his name is, he's my cousin's uh, son, and uh, uh, we got a call, and uh, the healing team went out uh, to the hospital, and, and we went in and uh, talked to him and prayed over him and all this kind of stuff, and you could tell that he was a little resistant because he kept telling us what their doctors were saying. <clears throat> the doctor said that he was going to have to have heart transplant. And that his uh, kidneys and his liver and stuff were failing. And he was, had some kind of weird blood count or something, you know. That, uh, and I uh, was asking me what kind of blood, what count my blood count was. And I, I have no idea. But, uh, but, but we prayed for him and everything. And, he, and it was just sort of like when we were praying for him, he was going, mm, you know. And we just kept talking to him and praying with him and everything. So we left and everything. And when we left, the, our healing team, we, we really felt in our heart he was... He was healed that that moment and so um, a couple of days went by and we didn't hear from him or anything else the next thing I know I see him on uh, social media and he's saying well I went to back to the doctor today uh, to the stern cardiologist and everything and they said that uh, <clears throat> well the uh, heart tra transplant is no longer needed <laughs> and also we're going to take you off all of your medications and you can go back to working out at the gym and do the things that you need to do, go back to your normal life. So God is great, y'all, I'm telling you. And I want to say this. I want, I'm so thankful that we have the people in our church who believe the way we believe and do the things that we do. We come together as one, 
and be able to pray for people and see them set free and healed and delivered. It is an awesome, honorable, beautiful thing. And I pray and thank God every day for being a part of that team. Love you, Pastor. Glad you and Terry and part of the team. Glad everybody here that's part of the team. What a blessing. Wow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a boom mic. Of course, when it's set up like this, I have a tendency to start singing. There you go. And do air guitar and all that. So if I if I do that, you know, just uh, <laughs> I need a miraculous. I need a miracle. <laughs> Man, y'all are something else this morning. Okay. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let's, let's pray and let's get in the word. And Father, we just open ourselves to, to hear from you. We, we realize and we understand when we open the word of God, it's you speaking to us. And Lord, I thank you that you're able to speak beyond my words, that you speak to each individual person here. It's a personal thing that we hear your voice. And Lord, your word is so powerful. Your word is, is the thing that is incorruptible seed and it always produces. And Lord, we just thank you for your word today. Thank you for this country that we live in, that we have a free liberty to gather together and to worship you and to, and to look at your word and hear from you. We just give you honor today. We praise you and we worship you on this on this weekend, Lord, where the world celebrates Easter and resurrection, but Lord, we as uh, believers, we, we celebrate every day what was done at the cross. And we're thankful for the blood, thankful for the sacrifice. Thank you for your great love for us. And we give you all thanks, all the praise, all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, God is so good. I guess I, I'll share a, a, a small testimony. They're all, all good, but my mom, she'd gotten a, a bed sore, and uh, uh, the nurse had said it had gone to a three, and said a four was very, very awful, everything. Well, she came back uh, last week, and it was, um, she said it was healing up. And then she said, this thing's not going to go totally away. That's what she told my sister, but said it's, it's healing up. So that thing goes totally away, and let, let's speak to her <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen? But they, um, uh, you know, they really, uh, Joe said, we can send a healing team in. We need a miracle to send a healing team in because uh, they really don't believe uh, the way we believe. They love the Lord, and I'm in the Word. <clears throat> Each and every day, he's, my dad's in the Word. I call him, what are you doing? I'm in the Word. So, good. <laughs> and uh, so, so they love the Lord, but the healing part hadn't quite. I remember as a kid, uh, one of the people in the church had gotten healed. And um, I remember I asked my dad about that and said, I mean, y'all prayed, and he was healed, and he had a brain tumor. And, um, and he said, yeah, well, you know, that, that prayer. And I said something, you mean God heals? No. I said, what happened? Well, sometimes things happen, you know. <laughs> and that was, uh, I realize now it was one of those kind of talks. I was just a kid. But I, it stuck in my brain. But aren't you glad that God still heals? He still provides, he still blesses, he still protects, he still does the, the supernatural. And, you know, each of us are, are created with a uh, addiction need to be addiction to him, addicted to Christ, addicted to the Lord. And they have actually uh, heard recently that scientists have proven this, that we're, every person is created with an addiction. And you're going to give this addiction to someplace, somewhere. 
and uh, thought that was very interesting. And what does that speak to us? Well, we know who we're to be addicted to, who where our, the, the one who loves us the most is. So we're to be addicted to the Lord. And uh, he's contagious. And once you get hooked on him, there's no other place to be. I mean, <laughs> he, he's the one. But if you don't, if he's not first, if you're not addicted to him, you're going to find some other addiction to take his place. So anyway, that's, that's something new on the science scene, which is catching up with what God, we know from the word, and uh, is already truth. But anyway, I thought that was interesting. I'm just going to speak for a few moments. Um, I want to just lay out some... Really, it's, it's some basic stuff, but talk about and get into our authority a little bit and understanding what we have uh, because of the cross, what Christ has done. Just some statements here. Uh, sickness is the result of sin. We've all have been affected by that. Uh, we've got to understand when Adam and Eve were walking around the, the garden, there was no sickness, no disease, no hospitals, no meds. There was no, no issues. Even the weather was perfect on this earth. Everything was just beautiful, wonderful. And uh, as a result of sin, that's where sickness came in. So sickness and, and disease is an effect of sin. And it's in the earth, there's a curse in the earth, and it's because of sin. That's the reason that scientists believe something happened that knocked the earth off its axis. If it's straight up and down, they say we have perfect weather, but it was knocked off its axis some. And that was because of the fall and everything took place then. And, you know, I guess God took care of Satan. He sneezed and blew the earth over. Y'all can laugh, but you don't have to. Okay. Y'all do know I'm a frustrated comedian. <laughs> yeah, after all these years, it's, it's still, still there. Still there. And uh, Ellen reminds me. <laughs> Healing is the will of God. And this needs to be established in our life as absolute truth. And this is what the enemy, you know, he fights against us. And it can be because of what we see or experiences wherever. But the word of God is clear that it's always God's will to heal. So we've got to get convinced. If somebody, I've had people say, why hasn't God healed me? Wrong question. The better question would be, why aren't you receiving? Because he's already healed you. He's already paid the price. So it's any problem is on our end. So it's on our receiving. And we cannot, um, we can't afford to judge each other or anything because we all got our, our areas where we need to increase our faith. Amen? And we're standing and we're we're moving forward hopefully in that area but uh we're for each other and we're we're there for each other and praying for each other but that has to be established and especially in the healing ministry you've got to know that you know that you know and well i like to say you've got to own it you've got to own this can you imagine me going around saying asking somebody come up to jerry and say jerry why hasn't god saved me why hasn't he saved me? And Jerry goes, well, Bob, don't you believe that Jesus died on the cross and shed his blood for your sins? I, oh, absolutely, I believe that. But more importantly, my question is, why hasn't he saved me? But see, that's what we do when we, a person goes. I, I hear it often. Why hasn't God healed me? <laughs> uh, he has already done it. He's already paid the price in full for us to be healed, for us to be delivered, us to be free, us to prosper. He's paid the price for every single need. So the question is, what is causing us not to receive? Now, many times I think we're not absolutely established that it's God's will to heal us. 
and you've got, you've got to own that truth and stake your put your stake in the ground saying that's it i believe this this is the truth and then if a person doesn't receive say hey they're believing they're in a better place you know we don't judge that amen I've seen people that um, say, well, why doesn't the Lord baptize me in the Holy Spirit? Will he send the Holy Spirit to the earth? Well, newsflash, he's already came. He's already here. And there's people that have stood for years, you know, waiting for God to baptize them in the Holy Spirit. So what's, what's the connection here? What's the problem? We've got to receive. And that's where faith comes in. Healing's a part of our redemption. It was paid for at the cross by stripes. But healing is received by faith. And faith is believing God to the point that you respond. You act on it. It takes action. Grace makes it available. Faith makes it ours. We own it by faith. But see, the grace of healing has already been released. The grace for salvation has already been released. The grace for prosperity has already been released. The grace for deliverance has already been released in the earth. It would be like me calling up the utility company Say, like gas and water. Saying, look, I don't have electricity in my house. What's your problem? And said, well, Mr. Thomas, we have power. uh, We're looking at the computer. All of our lines are fine. We have power. I said, well, the lights aren't working in my house. Well, there, we... We can't help you then. You, you need to call an electrician or, or something's wrong. But it's not wrong on our end. We have the power. And the power is, is there available who, to whoever will connect to it. Mr. Thomas, this might sound like a crazy question, but have you turned on the light switch? I didn't think about that. I was waiting for you to turn on the switch for me. So I go over and turn on the switch. Hey, I got lights. This is wonderful. Thank y'all for coming through, family. Y'all did some. Sir, it, it was available the whole time. Faith connects you to grace. Grace has already been poured out for us. But there's a kind man in the earth who wants us to think that the cross hasn't taken place. And he's good. I mean, he's got all kinds of everything you see on TV, commercials, you know, or even the news. It's that time of year for the spring flu. It's, and, and, or won't you take this medication? It will improve your life. And then they go into what Roger does when he does an auction all of a sudden, the commercial changes, and it's and death. Just ask your doctor for it. So the advertisements everywhere. So what happens? You get a little ache, and you think, "What was that commercial? It was it was that." right I could pray yeah I'm going to pray Lord Jesus let my doctor give me this prescription (laughs) and I have nothing against doctors go to the doctors let's go to God first so you want the right doctor takes faith to go to a doctor don't you find that they don't have all the answers there is some truth in we're guinea pigs. <laughs> They're practicing healing. 
But for someone who doesn't practice, he's already fulfilled and taken care of the answer to every sickness, every disease. So we, we run, run to him. So faith connects us with the grace. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercession, giving the thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, they may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And we know here that that word sozo, uh, that Greek word saved is the word sozo, which includes healing. It's healing. He desires, it's his will, for all to be healed. Now, wouldn't it be something if you have a child and you decide your child gets sick or your child gets sick and you decide, well, it's not my will for my child to be, to be well. I'm going to teach my child something. I'm not going to treat that sore throat. I'm not going to do anything. I want my child to suffer a little bit. And, well, you know, that's abuse. None of us would do that. We want to get them healed as soon as possible. We don't want to lead into other things. You know, sore throat and it goes, you know, the progression it can go to. No, we want them well. Well, God loves our kids more than we do. And it's his will that all be healed. All be healed. So it's always God's will for everyone to be healed, delivered, saved, protected, to prosper, and be made whole. Salvation is available to all, but not everyone is saved because they haven't turned on the switch of faith. They haven't connected. And the connection is not something that we earn. Faith is a rest. Faith is just believing and trusting and it didn't take a whole lot of effort to go turn the light switch on. Now, some of the switches now you can clap. Or, you know, it didn't take a whole lot of effort because it's not based on us. There's a whole lot more that goes into getting the power to us than turn on the switch. So salvation's available to everyone, but those who believe get it. You can, you can believe to have your sins forgiven and not receive any more from God. God will still love you. He'll welcome you into heaven, but you will not have rewards. And you can stay in that place. It's, we choose to move forward with God or not. We make choices each and every day. Believing determines what you get. Or we could say faith. Well, Pastor, I don't believe in healing. Well, you'll not be bothered by it. Get you a really good doctor and keep going. <laughs> Are we four doctors? Yes. I mean, Jesus, I mean, if he's a great physician, uh, there's nothing wrong with physicians. Uh, most of them have a heart for healing. There's nothing wrong. Uh, if somebody needs a surgery, you can do that in faith. I'm, it's... We're not against them. I'm just saying God is the healer and we need to go to him. God's kingdom has no favorites. There's no politics involved. There's no payments under the table. You can't pay $500,000 and get favor with God. Can't do it. Why? We couldn't afford it. If we were trying to buy a favor with God, we couldn't afford it. Remember, it talked about one soul, the worth of one soul, it's equal to the accumulated wealth of this planet. One soul. How much value was the sacrifice of Jesus? He died for every soul that's ever 
lived. The blood and the price that was paid. That's the reason we've got to be, our mindset is for Jesus to get all the glory, to get all his glory, to get all his reward, to get everything he purchased because he's worthy of it. What a price that was paid by him for us, the value of a soul. God made his favor available to us all through that, that sacrifice. Payment was made for all of us. Whether you connect to the power or not, salvation is available for all. Healing is available for all. Prosperity, deliverance, freedom, it's all available. The grace has been paid for at the cross in full for every single soul to tap into it, to turn on the switch, and to believe God. How much did that cost? Wow. I mean, this was pure, the purest blood. Mm, holy, divine blood. And it paid the price for each of us. So God made his favor available to all, to all of us. Through faith, God put himself in everyone's reach. Everyone can reach out to God. The God of the universe, the creator, made himself within everyone's reach. All we have to do is call on him. It's believe. Faith is our response to grace. God doesn't force his blessings on us. The power company will not come in and say, we're going to break down your door, Mr. Thomas. We understand you have no lights. They break down the door and they come in, they turn on the light switch for me. I'm upset because I have to replace the door. The power company's not going to do that. It's unlawful. God gave us that, that, that will, that free will to choose. Believing this, our part, his kingdom has no shortage. There's no rationing. No that's not necessary. Endless supply. There's no recession. There's no insurance payments. There's no, no issues with God's kingdom. <laughs> Grace will never, ever, for all eternity. Now get this. We talk about the price of Jesus' sacrifice, his blood. He not only paid for the salvation of every soul on the earth, he purchased through that sacrifice favor or great, the grace of God for all eternity. It will never run out. No wonder when we see him, and I've seen him in a dream, and all I did was bawl and cry at his feet till he lifted me up. Afterwards, I wanted to say a few things. That's happened to me two or three times. The other time I was in, I knew the gift of faith was on me. And I knew I could ask God for anything. I'm just in the car and all that could come out of me was worship. All I did all the way home was worship God. Somehow got in the bed. Next day, I'm kicking myself. Why didn't you ask He knew I wouldn't ask. <laughs> he was smart. I may ask for the wrong thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Jesus said, whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. This is Jesus' anti-communism statement. Anti-socialism, communism, whatever you want to call it, this is Jesus' statement, and it's totally contrary. I mean, even when you, you know, 
Jesus, are you already saying this? Whoever has, to him more will, will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. What a statement. How do you understand this statement? Well, the only way you can is by understanding faith. Understanding faith. If you have faith, you can keep on receiving from God for all your life. But if you don't have faith, you don't believe God, you can lose what you have. It'll be taken away from you. The enemy will steal. So we need to trust God. God requires that we believe him and everyone has the capacity to believe. Rich, poor, whatever. Educated, uneducated, young to the oldest. Everyone has capacity to believe, but not everyone chooses. We choose to believe. We choose to believe. Pastor, you're saying you can make a choice to choose to believe? Yes, choose to believe. It's in the Bible. We choose to believe it because it's God, it's Word, and He doesn't lie. Have I seen everything come out perfectly the way it's planned? No. But I still go back. This is the truth. I do have enough uh, of my identity there that I don't beat myself up. Because I know the problem's not him, it's me. <laughs> and it used to be, in the early days, I beat myself up. I, you were a rotten, bad mob. <laughs> now I'm a good Bob, even if I'm bad, because my identity's in him. <laughs> good Bob, bad Bob. In Christ, Bob, always good. So I'll just stay in Christ. <laughs> New Testament, the believers were called believers because they believed. And that's what we're called to do is to believe. Is it hard to believe? I don't think it's as hard as we think sometimes. And we need to focus and make sure what we're hearing Jesus said, take heed what you're hearing. A couple questions for you. Do you believe there is a God? How many believe there is a God? Just lift your hand. How many have seen God the Father? Now hold it. And you all believe in God. Nobody's seen God the Father. <laughs> How many have been to his house and touched him? When was God born? Does anybody have the answer to that? <laughs> Where did he come from? Well, he came from eternity. Where's that? Where did eternity start with God? And how many still believe in God? Hey, maybe this isn't as tough as we think. <laughs> Now, this sounds crazy to an unbeliever, but we believe. And we have a part of the armor of God, the Word of God, that we get to hold, imprint, and read. We can believe it. We just have to choose it. How long is God going to live? <laughs> How old is God? Do you believe God had a son that went to the cross? Were you there? Was there videotape? <laughs> Everyone believes something. And that's true. Even atheists, you know, or, uh, believe in evolution. You know, a tadpole was swimming around and got struck by lightning, turned into a little monkey. It grew and became... Hold it. They believe this. Turned into a little monkey and ate enough bananas. It's it started growing. Hair started dropping off. 
It learned to talk. Boy, it takes a lot to believe that one. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, it's easier to believe the other than to believe that. <laughs> yeah, who taught them? Well, pastor, I'm an atheist. Well, that means you believe that there's no God. Everybody believes something. That's why we're created, to believe something. 1 John 5, verse 14, now this is the confidence that we have in him, that we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. When you pray according to his will, according to the word of God, says he hears us. What an awesome promise of God. When we pray according to his will, he hears us. Mm. And if we know that he hears us, Whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. If we know he hears us, we, we've got yes. Yes and amen. In Christ. Well, pastor, you just don't understand. Sometimes God says no. I don't care if it's a promise. He says no to that promise. Don't find that in the word of God. I don't see where Jesus turned down anyone for healing. Jesus didn't wake up in the wilderness with his disciples and Peter was in a bad mood and he, he burnt the fish for breakfast and Jesus got, um, he was just trying to control his temper but he, he went out and had to get away from those guys, got away from them, you know, and he's out there and he's just complaining and then a group comes out and they want healing he said look I've had a rough night if you had to live with a guy named Peter if you just understood but today's not your day I don't care if I did promise you no it's not for you God never turned, Jesus never turned down anybody. If God, if they will let us pray, we can release our faith for them. Hebrews 10 verse 35, therefore do not cast away your confidence which has great reward. Don't cast away your confidence. Great reward. For you have need of endurance so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. He's telling this, there's going to be some endurance to this thing. It's not just a microwave sprint. There's process and there's standing and there's endurance needed. But he will give you the strength for endurance. And many times, I know when I first got saved I just I, I, I did I had prayers a- answered fast it's kind of like God was having grace on this baby Christian and you know I was getting answered prayers and then they just all of a sudden stopped and what's wrong has Bob been bad it didn't take, didn't take long for Bob to get on the couch and evaluate, analyze himself. Oh, you did this wrong, you know. Oh, man, you have been a stinker. It's your fault. Where God expects you to, to start growing up and use your faith and start standing. And there is endurance needed. But don't cast away your confidence. Great reward. Faith is our confidence in God. We look to his promises and we keep standing. We can be confident about sickness and disease. That we know the will of God. And the truth is you have authority over sickness and disease. Well, what about the devil? We have authority over the devil. Now, if we can't beat a defeated foe, He's defeated. Amen. Adam and Eve had dominion or authority, but through their disobedience, they gave it to Satan. So sin enters the garden. Then you have sickness and disease. But someone came to our rescue. 
Somebody came to get the dominion and authority back to us. And that was Jesus Christ. So death entered because of sin. But Jesus lived a sinless life, born of a virgin. He was not born in sin. The bloodline comes through the Father. Sinless life, fulfilling the law. Jesus was the master of every situation, every storm, every conflict, every demon, every sickness, every disease that bowed in his name or his presence. He was righteous. God was with him. He had favor with God. He had that favor with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5.21, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. What a great exchange took place. Now we have his favor. We have his righteousness. I don't come in Bob's favor. I come in Christ's favor. I don't come on my own. I come in Christ. When the Father sees me, he sees Jesus. When he hears my prayer, he hears Jesus' prayer. Hallelujah. Righteousness of God. So I stand before God as if I never sinned. As if sin never existed. Righteousness is the basis for our authority that we walk in. It's not our authority. It's his authority. Hallelujah. We have authority over sickness and disease. We have authority over the enemy. Proverbs 25 verse 5, And his throne will be established in righteousness. Luke 10, 17, the 70 disciples were given authority over sickness and demons. Remember that? He told them to go out two by two. What did Jesus do? This is before the cross. He gave them credit on what was going to take place before it took place. This is fabulous to me. It's just awesome. He's sending them out two by two before the cross, before the price was paid, and they had favor of God because Jesus had conveyed it to them because he had faith to do it, so he did it on credit before it even took place. Jesus, Lord of mercy. Everywhere they went, people were healed and delivered and set free. Remember, they came back rejoicing, and man, the demons are subject. <laughs> They're just going, wow, wow. And he said, hey, rejoice that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. And that's what we come back to, always rejoicing that we're, we belong to God, that we're his child. Hallelujah. Where does the glory go to then? To Jesus. Who gets all the glory? Jesus. When people get lifted up, they can get pride. They can get, the enemy can set them up for the fall. But we turn around and give all glory to the Lord Jesus Christ because it's his authority. It's his power. Now get this. He even provided faith. Jesus provided the power lines and then Jesus came into my house, my house, and he put the switch on the inside of me. When I accepted him as Lord, he said he put faith inside of me. <laughs> so the switch is inside of me. All I have to do is choose it. I'm saying he's better than light, gas, and water. And TVA. <laughs> uh, before they were born again, they were walking in this. Now, what can we do after it's taken place? If disciples of 70 could do this, what can we do after the cross? After the cross. They were doing the cross. The thing that was about, that was going to take place, we're on the other side of the cross. We have authority. We have power. So Jesus gave authority back to us. 
And we can walk in that authority because Jesus gave it to us. So Jesus commissioned us, the church, on the basis of our righteousness in Christ. Paul got this when he was a prisoner. You remember he, uh, he's on that journey to Rome. And he says, look, I perceive that this is not going to go well. Let's don't take this ship right now. There's a storm coming, all this. They don't listen to him. They get on it. And then uh, he has to pray them through. Angel appears and said, nobody be lost, throw everything over though. And they hung on the boards and they surfed to this, this island. So they get to this island, they're cold, they, they make a, a fire. And, and, you know, Paul's doing his good deed. He's getting some firewood. What happens? He's just seen the angel of the Lord on the, uh, you know, on the ship. He's communicate with God. He's just saved them all, you know. Well, a snake. Now, some of us, you know, we think, I don't need endurance. There's no, nothing's going to happen to me. You know, we trip on the way to church and stub our toe. What's wrong with me? Well, how about if a snake come up and bit you? <laughs> what did Paul do? Oh, what a day this has been. This has been the rottenest day. I surf into an island. I'm cold. I'm wet. I'm getting firewood trying to help everybody out. And a snake is latched on to me. Come on, God. But he knew his authority. He shook the crazy thing off. Of course, then they won't worship him. <laughs> what did it do? It opened the door for the island to be saved and to minister. What the enemy meant for harm and destruction backfired. So whatever the enemy does to you, make it backfire by staying, keeping your confidence in God, which has great reward. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And every time you're attacked and you go into praising God, I believe you give the enemy a nervous breakdown. He just don't know what in the world to do with that. It makes no sense to him. No, it's not sense. It's faith. It's faith and trust in our God. Hallelujah. He shook it off. Romans 16, 20, and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. So we interpret this wrong. We think it's coming to pass when Jesus comes back or something. No, they were waiting. So when you exercise your authority, he's underneath your feet. It's not a future thing. It's just waiting on us. Then Satan will be crushed underneath your feet. He's beneath our feet. Well, where does Satan belong? Where does he live? Beneath your feet. Ephesians 1, verse 21. Notice a lot of scriptures here. Said, Far above all principality and power, might, dominion, every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. Talking about the name of Jesus. He put all things under his feet, gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So the things that you're dealing with, sickness, disease, poverty, lack, bondage, whatever, is underneath your feet. That's where it belongs, under your feet, under your feet. Now, you have to be wise who you talk to about this stuff. You'll drive people away. They will think you are loony tunes, and it will cut off your, you able to talk to them. I remember uh, feeling bad and I had to call work and tell my boss I didn't want to tell him I was sick because I was healed. And it was a, you talking about a crazy conversation. I don't know what he thought about me after t we finished. Hey Bob, what's going on? Well, I, I, I need to be home today. You do? What's going on? 
Well, you know, I, I, not feeling up to par. Well, he may up to par. You have to know my, my old boss. He's old school, too. I mean, I, I walked into his desk when I went to work there. And I tell you, when I sat in the chair, my bottom was almost on the floor. I'm serious. I looked up to his desk like this. This is true. We had one phone in the office. It was on the center pole. In the office, it was on the pole hanging there. Anybody who got a phone call, here was my boss. He'd stand at his office. It was all glass. He'd put his glasses down like this and stare at you. whole time you were on the phone. Nobody stayed on the phone very long. After he left, new boss, guys all phones. You know, <laughs> it was like, Christmas. This guy is halfway normal, you know. <laughs> but anyway, I did get to have a great conversation with him later about, about the Lord. But uh, so finally, he just kept pressuring me. I, uh, he said, "You got a temperature or something?" I said, I, I, "Yeah, I got a temperature." And I thought, "Oh, I got it. Everybody has temperature." I was just, I was a little bit on the extreme side back then. Now I know I could say it and I still could keep my faith, but then I thought I was going to mess my faith up, you know. I mean, now I would say, hey, look, I've got a sinus infection. I got a little temperature here. I need to stay at home. And at the same time, inside, I'm healed by I, I could do it, you know. But at that time, I didn't think you could do that kind of stuff. So I, I wasn't going to say. And I'm going, yeah, I got a temperature. Doesn't everybody have a temperature? Hallelujah. Here's my way out. I've got it here. How much? <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, let me see. What was that number? What was that number? He said, Bob, would you just tell me what's going on? I've got a fever. <laughs> and I told him where it was. He said, okay, well, stay home. Thank you. Of course, I get out the phone. I go, "Oh God, forgive me for my bad confession." Bad Bob. Bad Bob. Thank God I'm delivered from that. <laughs> we can, we can, we can say some things and keep our faith, and we have to, you know, for people uh, around us who don't understand. I couldn't tell him, look. Uh, here's the truth. I'm standing on my faith. I'm believing. I'm healed. That wouldn't have flown at all with him. <laughs> I probably wound up getting fired before. <laughs> Where was I? Okay. Colossians 2.15. Having disarmed principalities and powers who made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them. Uh, Ephesians 6.12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities, against powers, rulers, darkness in this age, spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done on stand. Now, let me show you something here. We've been taught that we need to wrestle with the devil. And that's why I was taught. We're in the wrestling match with the devil. But it's not exactly true. Verse 13, it says, that's what wrestle means. It means to fight with no clothes on. That's what it means. Yeah, to fight with no clothes on. It's taken as a Greek term, and they would, uh, the combatants would strip down they get old up, and they would fight to the death. And uh, if you ever want to do some uh, study on that, Rick Renner, it's a great teaching on that. So that's what they knew what this meant, this term. That's what it meant that you, you know, strip down, old up, and you fought to the death. Now listen to this. Adam and Eve sinned and were stripped naked spiritually. No match for the enemy. Paul is saying, as humans, we are no match. We lose every time. But he says, therefore, put on some clothes. 
put on some armor. That's all he's saying, put on some armor. Okay, so here's the picture. A wrestling match, a stripped naked man against a Roman soldier fully decked out in his armor. Who do you think is going to win? Not the naked man. That's the picture that, that is here. Someone stripped naked is no match for someone in armor. Guess, guess which one Satan is. This is shouting ground. He's the stripped one. He's naked. This isn't no wrestling match. He's stripped naked and we're fully decked out in the armor of God. And I got news for you. I don't put it on every morning. I sleep in it. I found that it's comfortable. You can sleep in your armor. Hallelujah. If you want to put it on every day, that's fine. But I'm going to sleep in mine. <laughs> He's been stripped. He lost his authority over you. He just wants a con that day. He still has authority. If we meet him in our terms, we're stripped naked also, and he'll tear us up. Therefore, face him with God's armor on, operating God's authority. Whose armor is it? You can find it in Isaiah 59. I saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his own arm brought salvation for him. His own righteousness, it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate and the helmet of salvation on his head. It's Jesus' armor that you're wearing. But one day Jesus took off his armor and laid it down and allowed the enemy to take him. He went to the cross naked and became sin. After three days and three nights, he arose from the dead and he gave us his armor. He defeated Satan who was clothed with Adam's authority, but he's been stripped of that authority. Jesus paid the price for Adam's transgressions and ours. Now we face a stripped, naked, defeated enemy while we're decked out in God's armor, Jesus' very own armor. And if you have the armor on and you speak in the name of Jesus, nobody can tell you apart in the spiritual realm from Jesus. This is no wrestling match, man. <laughs> The wrestling match is us in our own mind. Choosing the truth. And I'm going to stop here. Enforce the victory from the finished work of the cross. Declare sickness and disease under your feet. Sickness and disease is a trespasser on God's property. You belong to God. So Satan is beneath our feet now. Satan's been stripped of all authority. And just like we own or we possess the truth, establishing the truth, that God's will is always to heal, just like it's always to save, be born again, we have to own that we have Jesus' authority. And when we speak to sickness and disease, we have authority over it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And God's not going to do the speaking for you. You have to flip the switch on. Allah's flipping the switch on is speaking. Speaking it. Well, Pastor, I don't believe it. Well, speak it until you believe it. Get in the word till you believe it. Till you process it. Sow the seed in your heart. It's incorruptible. It will come to pass. It has to. It's incorruptible. What kind of seed is it? Why is it incorruptible? It's God's seed. <laughs> he gave us his word. It's the seed. So he gave us the grace. He gives us faith. 
He gave us the seed to put in the heart to bring about a harvest. No wonder there'd be no one in heaven walking up to Jesus and say, look, I want to thank you for this crown of righteousness, but you know what? I've seen these throw it at your feet. I'm not going to throw it at your feet. I really think I deserve some of this. Won't be anybody there like that. He deserves all the glory, all the honor, all the praise, all the worship. He's the worthy one for all eternity. He'll receive all the praise and all the glory. Because he paid an awesome, incredible price for us. Hallelujah. And what honor we have to represent him in the earth. To represent him in the way he really is, totally good, totally awesome, full, not just full of love, he is love. What a great God we serve. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And it will take, we're still going to be learning about him throughout all eternity. Just like he's eternal and he had no beginning, no end. Everything there is to know about God has no end. <laughs> a pastor, I think a billion years from now, I'm going to get bored in heaven. I'm going to know everything about God. No, no, no. He'll just send you to another planet, another galaxy for a while. Open up your eyes to new things you've never seen before. You go... You say, hey, hey, Bob, uh, I thought maybe you're getting a little bored there. Here's another galaxy. Go explore. Captain's log, Bob Thomas, going where I've never gone before. <laughs> Eternity's going to be awesome with him. But I don't want to go until we take as many that are captive and bring them home. We have, we're on the rescue mission. Jesus came to rescue us. Now we're on that rescue mission. To set others free. It means that you do have to endure. Because there will be people who don't understand. People who will mock you. Make fun of you. You know whatever. It, it happens. I've seen many of those that did me. That have come back. But we stand strong. And we live in a kingdom of love and forgiveness. So we forgive all and we walk. We keep our love walk. We do that. That, that switch, that, it, that connection's open for us. Hallelujah. Glory. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.